Good morning. Today, connect and serve. You might have noticed there's been a theme through the video, through Dave communicating the serve value. Uh, we're in the end of a series called Connect, and today's Connect and Serve. We were going to do this last weekend, and I came in here, and nobody showed up. No, honestly, you, you know who showed up? My next-door neighbor showed up last week. Isn't that funny? And he texts me, goes, y'all not having church today? We weren't. But uh, what I want to do is I want to talk about serve. So I want you to take out your worship guide, turn to the back. There's a place for you to write your notes. And I want to just share a scripture from the Apostle Paul from the 12th chapter of Corinthians. It's uh, listed there across the top of your outline. All of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. We are the gathered, collective body of Christ when we gather in this place, if we find ourselves positionally in Christ, if we know Him, if we walk with Him, if we have fellowship with Him. And part of the Christian life is to follow God. Or it's not part, it's all of it. And one of the ways we follow Christ and we obey Him is we serve Him. Dave made the comment that inside the church, and I watched you, I was looking, all the hands were going up. It's amazing. And there's a high, high, high percentage of our people serve in some capacity and some in multiple capacities. So today, one of my goals is to inspire us to even increase that and to encourage us in our service to Christ because we know Him better through our service. But as Dave said, and I hope you heard it, that's the inside, but one of the things, and I can't talk about it a lot right now because we're working on some strategic plans. We had a leadership retreat all weekend. It was amazing. And one of the things that we want to do as a church, we want to figure out how to move outside the walls of the church. We had a campaign here, and we're going to come back with it, and our T-shirt said, the church has left the building. See, everybody goes, are you going to church? And they're talking about, are you going to brick and mortar? And yeah, we come out, and metal, <laughs> I forget where metal building. And we come out here and we gather, and this is a great place to house, and there's a party there every weekend, and we'll talk about that. But the church best is when we scatter, when you leave, you're like, that's my favorite time, I go eat lunch. Well, that could be part of your service, is you serve those people that maybe serve you or you serve them or whatever it is in your community, in our community. But listen to this, I, I, I looked at this whole list of excuses that we have why we don't serve. See if any of them fit. I'm not a Christian yet. I'm just checking out Christianity, but maybe if I become one, I might serve. Okay. I'm a member of another church, but I watch y'all on video, so I just thought I'd come and check it out. I hear this a lot. I'm just too busy with life, with work. <laughs> I go, okay, I'll answer that in a minute. Here's one. I'm just too busy with family commitments. Let me tell you, all you got to do is walk out on our nursery and watch the children and watch the moms pick them up, and I go, tired. I mean, they just are. They're running. And yet, our parents of our young kids, they're some of the greatest servants we have in our church. And the church said, they're busy. But man, they find time to serve. I'm just too busy with family problems. And sometimes you have a season and it kind of slows you up, and I understand. I'm married to an unbeliever. And they just don't want to go to church. We'll be a witness to them. My hut, I hear this one. My husband, my wife, we don't spend much time together. And our only time is Sunday morning. And then I go to the golf course. Okay, well, there you're there. Okay. Here's one. I don't know what opportunities are available at our church. 
Drew tries to put it up on the screens. We try to communicate it through various ministry leaders. If still we haven't answered that, we probably, one of the biggest struggles in any organization is communication. We can put it on the screens. We can send you files. We can send you texts. We can have smoke signals. We can have signs. We can do a hundred ways. And sometimes people are like, huh? Are we having church? And then some people are like, what time is church? What time is church? Somebody said 10, 15. Well, that's when you come. The rest of us come at 10. Okay, just want you to know. I always pick on this because it drives me nuts because our worship team works so hard to get you in here. But I, I realize this is a, a national phenomenon. I, I talk to people all the time and I ask them, hey, what time does your service start? They go, you mean what time do people get there? And I'm like, man, I don't get it. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, I've come here from another church because I'm burnt out, so I just need to be fed. I've had a lot of people tell me that, and I go, welcome. But when you get into your two or you get into 18 months and 36 months and you're going pastor i was just burned out the last one i want to go you're burning me out <laughs> but that wouldn't be very spiritual you just want to go hey man together i understand there's seasons in life ecclesiastes says there is a season under the sun for everything sometimes we do need to take a break other times we need to get engaged here we go um hey i don't want to commit to anything i'm keeping my options open can I tell you, as a volunteer organization, that drives us nuts. We plan events and people are like, hey, are you coming? You know, if I get a better offer, I'm not coming. Now, they'll never tell me that, but that's what they're saying. They're surveying like, if somebody else calls and they're more interesting, more appealing, I'm going there. Just thought I'd, some of you are like, golly, man, he's on a soapbox. Here we go. Uh, hey, we just got married and we're concentrating on our marriage for the first year. Okay, whatever. Hey, I served for a while, and I felt unappreciated, so I'm mad. I think our people around here do a pretty good job of affirming one another. Do you think so, church? And I think we're gracious, and I think people are kind. And sometimes you maybe don't get stroked, and you don't get affirmed, but just give a little grace. Did y'all know we're a church? We're a family. We got some warts. We got some problems. You're looking at one right here. But hey, we've got some challenges. And when you're a family, you give what? You give grace it's one of the things i never understood about the church of jesus and i've been a follower almost 40 years of christ a pastor completing 35 years next month and i don't understand anything less than the high calling of jesus christ following him i will spend all my breath and energy trying to inspire and motivate and encourage and teach and equip to get you to love the savior he's worth it Listen to what Andy Stanley says. Anytime he says something that's really worth tweeting or it's important, I like this. Too busy to serve at your local church? For your information, every Sunday you attend the local church, you're served by busy people. So get involved. You know what? You know who I find are the best leaders at Christ Community? The people that are the busiest and they got high capacity, but they carve out time here but they also carve out time that we want to be talking about over the next months of getting outside the walls of the church and being that representative of the savior look right there in that box i want you to see the message tree biblical servanthood is the reaction to god a response to god's forgiveness of sins we do not serve for salvation or from salvation serving is intended to magnify the gospel not replace it I'm not one that is a proponent of social justice, and yet social justice has some good elements. 
I am for the gospel. The gospel is above everything. The good news of Jesus Christ should be exalted, should be elevated, should be the high aspiration of our hearts. But a part of that is that we serve Christ. Look at these scriptures that are going to come on the screen. I just I want you to look at this. Oh, that's a nice one. That's not it. Here we go. For we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That means to serve, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. Different translations say it a little bit different. But God's prepared every person that hears my voice here or hear it on the internet later or on a podcast. They go, God's got something for me. Do y'all believe that God has uniquely gifted every person in this room today with some spiritual gift, some capacity that their life can make a difference? Do everybody, does everybody believe that? I believe every person in here has value, has honor, has worthiness, has something to offer Christ. And see, when we hold on to it and we don't offer it to our body, we're cheating the body, we're neglecting of what God has for us. Look at this next uh, screen, this verse that'll come up. Corinthians 12, 18 through 20. But in fact, God has placed us, that's us, in parts of the body. Every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And if they were all one part, where would the body be? And there are many parts, but one body. See, we're all many parts. We're disjointed. Then we come together, we form the body. Then we escape. We're still the body of Christ. As Christ lives in us, as he empowers us. Christ, when he calls us to follow him, just write this down. This is free. When Jesus called you to follow him and he called me to follow him, it was a call to service. It was a call to serve the kingdom of God. Lord, I'm here to put on notice that the kingdom of light, the kingdom of heaven, is going to be expressed through this person, through these people that I look at today, that we want to make a difference. Because God, our light, it makes a difference. You've created us to live in connection and community with one another. See, God happens that he has placed us in a body called Christ's community. We're, we're an outpost. There's a lot of outposts, all the different churches. One body, many outposts, many parts, many members. And this is a place that we come and we find strength and relationship. I, I loved it. I, I, I ran into an old friend here this morning, and I'm so thrilled that he's here today. And, and, I, and I, I, I watch all y'all, and I look around, and people are like jumping over chairs. Not jumping, that'd be a little weird. But they're like stepping over chairs. They're, they're even during our song set. I, I love this church. And I'm not making fun of this. I grew up in one of these churches. I understand pews. But how many of you are thankful to God we don't have pews? Pews hurt my back right now thinking about it, okay? When I go to funerals and they're in pews, I go, I hope this brother's short-winded. But and somebody said, well, take that advice for you. Okay, but here's the deal. These chairs, one of the things I love about this living room that we call our sanctuary, the chairs are placed wide apart. That means you can walk down and have a party in between the aisles. It means you can walk in and give a big, big hug, a bear hug. But how many of you, when, when you visit other churches, how many of you like doing this? Excuse me, excuse me. Hey, when you're as big as me, you do a whole bunch of Boom, boom, go. Like, hey, going to a football game. Don't you love it when you're watching the football game? And, and that, like, dude, how much food do you want? I'm going right now, getting everything out there. Just eat and sit down. Although right now, if I go to an Auburn game, it ain't going to really matter because ain't nothing happening. I'll probably go with him, okay? Oh, I didn't just say that. Yeah, that was horrible. I should not have said that. Somebody might take my card. Okay, here we go. All right. So your service is desperately needed in the body of Christ. Let me encourage you. There is no insignificant ministry in the body of Christ. It might be a platform gift of the worship team or speaking or something. Okay, cool. 
It might be that you're changing diapers, but I think that might be the most spiritual job in the church sometimes. And somebody's like, yeah, boy, I know. And it might be over there teaching our little ones. It might be working with our teenagers. It might be working at the coffee bar. It might be what, I mean, we could go with 100, 200, 500 different things. I don't know what it is, but there's nothing insignificant. Everybody has a position, has a place, if they'll plug into the body of Christ. And it just makes the church more. Some of the things we're going to be talking about going outside is maybe some things we're going to have to get out of our comfort zone. And in that effect, I pray that Christ is lifted up. I pray that somehow our witness gets stronger, that some new people become curious or convinced of faith that we say we have. I just think the more relationships we build, I challenged you weeks ago about sharing Christ on a napkin over lunch. And one person said to me this, says one of the things that really stuck out to me was you said, we need to break our routines and get into new circles of influence with new people. And the church said, and one of the ways is when we go outside the church, you talk to people, you never know. I always love when people come here and they look around like, hey, I didn't know they went to church. <laughs> well, I take that two ways. <laughs> like, uh, you know, if you say, I know you as preacher, so you're holy and dignified. And then sometimes when people run on the outside, they go, I, I, they go to church? And then sometimes like, oh man, they're a marvelous Christian in the, in the community. And because of their light, I want to go where they go. Don't you love it when somebody asks you, where do you go to church? And you go, man, I go to Christ's community. Not like, do you go to church? Really? Like, man, I, I don't want to be there. So here it is. What happens when one part of the body fails to function? When the body fails in a physiological way, you get sick. You suffer. And this body right here, if we're sick and anemic, we don't magnify Christ very well. And the body's not whole as Christ intended. We, we miss out. And the body begins to kind of die. So I just want to say this. Can I thank you for your service to Christ? Can I thank you for your service to Christ at Ryan Road? But let me inspire and encourage myself and you to move past Ryan Road to the world. Dave talked about mission opportunities in Houston. We just sent an 18-wheeler uh, months ago, a couple months ago with supplies. Now we're getting ready to send people. So I encourage you to see Adam. Uh, call me, call the leadership, call the elders. Let us know. We want to we hook you up. We want to connect you. I hear this sometimes. Pastor, I hear that serve thing. I love Jesus. But it's that church thing I ain't too big on. Well, you know, that's as rational that's as irrational as saying to your best friend, I think you're my best friend. I just can't stand being around you. See, man, this is God's bride. What do you do with your bride? Man, you put her on a pedestal. You cherish her. You honor her. She's a holy thing, isn't she, men? Men? Wait a minute. She's a wonderful, holy thing, isn't she, men? God, y'all are pitiful, ain't Yeah. Like, dude, you don't know her. Well, hey, women, you're a man. He's a hunk of a man. He's awesome, isn't he, women? Listen to that, man. They just put us to shame. They want something. Here, let's keep going. All right, here we go. <laughs> just thinking. I'm just being honest. You know, I'm being real. Here we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, I, I, I got to shift quick. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Hey, loving our community, going out, moving, many parts, one body. You know what? We got a lot of kids around here. They could be five or we could be 50. I know some 50-year-old kids. Do you? <laughs> I do. And 
one of the things that we want to do with our children around here is teach them to serve. Blake does that with our teenagers all the time. They're always serving the community at large in some capacity. It's, it's neat, a lot of the projects they do continually week in and week out, month after month. So all we're trying to do as adults is try to get us out of our busy, framed lives. And so there's, there's any number of things. And we're going to be presenting things, and we've got this. I, I want to talk about it, but I have to get some permission from somebody to see if it's going to. We're, we're working on a partnership. Would you just put down there today, pray about a Christ community partnership. After this weekend, we think we have arrived on something, so now they have assigned me and some people on the leadership team to go meet with some people. And if they say yes, it could open some doors. How many of you get excited about that? Some new opportunities, some new doors to share Christ in a meaningful way. A, a thought just comes to me, I put it down here, what will our contribution be? You know, the talents that we have, the gifts that we have, the resources we have, how will we share them for the good of the kingdom, for the good of Christ? Uh, that deep desire within us, like, Lord, I just know you and I love you and I, I love to sing praises, I, I love to pray, but God, I, I want to make you known. I want you to be the famous one, God, not me. I mean, Scripture is full of that about be the famous one of Israel, the renowned one of heaven. But so many times we, we want to make an institution, a church great. We want to make a personality great. But my goal, and I know the goal of the Father, is there is one to be supreme. There is one to be praised. There is one to be honored. And His name is? His name is? Jesus. Don't you love that name? When you speak that name, Man, God gets glorified. It's the name above every name. It's the name that every knee will bow and every tongue will profess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I wrote this down. Am I going to be more in my giving or more in my getting? Do you want to be more in your giving? I'm giving my life away in service to, to Christ? Or I want to be more about getting. I want to be more about receiving. There's a time to receive. Sunday morning, as I speak God's word, as a worship set comes, that is our opportunity to give to you that you might receive spiritual nourishment. Amen. And as people are giving to our kids and capacities around this campus, they're giving that others might receive, and then we rotate it. That's awesome. But it goes so much farther than that. In your home, what makes a great home? When people give or when they receive? Huh? When they give, man, when they're going, I want to be selfless. I don't want to be selfish. Is it easy to be selfish or selfless? I don't know, man. I, I came to the planet selfish, didn't you? I mean, it's just it's the way we're wired. And yet God wants to break us and he wants to crucify our flesh. He wants to hammer us. He wants to squeeze us. He wants to mold us that he can make us like his son. That's what the father wants to do. He's a good father. So, Lord, you're good. You, you call us to serve. You call us to make contributions. I like what Jeremiah 1.5, if you want to write it down. Before I made you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I set you apart for a special work. It's a real pro-life verse that we've used for years, but I love the beauty of that passage that God has set my life apart. He set your life apart for His eternal purposes. I've often thought about when my wife came to Jesus Christ. We were in high school, and I picked on her, and she didn't really give me the time of day. I mean, I was a pagan, you know, at best, okay? And she gave her heart to Jesus Christ in a, in a Baptist church called Eastern Hills that sits on the forest, in Forest Hills on top of the hill. A great evangelist showed up that night. His name was James Robinson. You ever heard him? Life International TV. 
Life Outreach. He's one of the biggest evangelists in the world. He was on route to be bigger than Billy Graham. He ended up changing his ministry focus, but he, he preached the gospel that night, and she gave her life to Christ. And Man, but you know what I learned about James Robinson as I've read about him over the years? He was born in an illegitimate way, and his mom seriously considered having an abortion and giving up James. And God's grace and his will prevailed on James Robinson, and his mom delivered James. And I look at what a voice he's been for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And I look at your life, and maybe your mom considered abortion, or maybe your mom pushed you aside, or she gave you up, and you were a foster child, or, or just any number of things. All I know is, and you're saying, well, Keith, I was raised in the most godly home, and I had the best education, and I had that. I go, praise God, praise God. But every person is created for a purpose. Do you believe that, church? Everybody, man, you're distinct. Man, my mom's appendix bursted with me in 1959. She almost died. She couldn't pick me up for the six, first six months of my life. Praise God, he spared me. At nine years old, there with my mom again, run down 82 West, and she put on the brakes in the car, spun out of control, and we were hit head on, and my mom was killed instantly, and my grandfather, and I'm the only survivor that came away from that day. I didn't walk away. I didn't walk for a while. God had a purpose on my life. You see why I burn with a passion? I love my Jesus. You're saying, wow, man, I had this, I had that. I don't know what our situations are. It didn't matter. The bottom line is, you are made for a purpose. God's got something for you. Part of it is to be a servant, to be a minister. The word servant and minister, they're synonyms. When we say minister, we go priest, pastor, rabbi, rector, something, you know, we get all these names. No, it means a servant. We minister the love of Christ. God, I look at the top here. Connect and serve. God, do that in our midst today. God, move us. Motivate us. Write down the word motivation today and just think about it. What motivates me to serve? I, I don't know what motivates you. You, you, you. Do some inventory with God. Do some inventory in here and go, I serve because I want to be liked. Okay? I serve because I get a good feeling when I serve. I serve because my father asked me to serve. Good reason. I, I don't know. Just begin to think, Lord. I, in uh, Revelations, it says, they left their first love. That's what I'm praying today, that we would just return to our love of Christ, and we'd make him uno. We'd make him priority. We'd make him supreme. We would exalt him we would love him we would worship him we would adore him we'd give him our affections we'd say lord jesus i love you when we serve we minister to others we get our priorities right god wants to use us doesn't he uh, a lot of times people go well oh that's the job of the staff well the job of the staff is is to serve you but more than that is to equip you that we might together fellowship and connect and serve the purposes of, of god together in this place and around the world one another, I, I could go through that, but here, look at the outline with me quickly. Serving creates meaningful thankfulness, number one. When we serve, I just find that there's gratitude overflows in my heart. There's thankfulness that wells up. The psalmist in the seventh chapter, the 17th verse, he goes, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing praises of the name of the Lord most high. But he was a thankful person. And I go, God... I mean, we're headed in Thanksgiving. Everybody kind of gets gratitude for a day or for a week or something. But God, make us grateful every day. God, I'm just thankful. Lord, I just want to magnify you. Lord, serving you creates thankfulness. When people around this place serve, 
man, I, I get joy watching them. I see joy in their hearts when this worship team sings, when they play their instrument, when the tech team works. Their service to Christ makes us more. It brings honor to the Father. God, create service. Create servants in this place, Lord. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do that, but begin to show us that serving you produces an insane, insaneful amount of thankfulness. I tell you, I know this is their job, but last night, my, my, my grandson had to go to the emergency room. He was stung by a bunch of ants yesterday at a wedding. His little lips swole up and his little eyes, and they had to rush him to the ER. And I was thankful to God for men and women that had given themselves to be medical and to be trained and to know how to administer the right drugs to treat little man. There's a little airway didn't get blocked. You, you, do, you feel, do you feel my compassion, my thankfulness? I don't go in the hospital and go, you bunch of jerks. I don't go in the hospital and go, you're ripping me off. I do that for, I say that for my insurance company. But, but no, no, I'm grateful for that. But man, I go and I go, I'm thankful for these, the nursing, for, for the profession of medicine. How many of you are grateful for medicine today? How many of you are thankful for a restaurant? You go in and go, here's some slop, take it. Man, I've been to a few of those places too, but uh, I'm not going to say where they are. But there's some great places and you go in and we're grateful for their service and they come to our table and, and they're kind. And maybe sometimes people aren't kind. I've, I've had some people serve me that weren't very kind, but if I stop and think, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're a single mom and the guy's being a dud and he's not paying child support and the mom's car won't run. Her little kid's sick and the little kid's behind and she's working two jobs and she's doing the best she can. I'm going, God, I want to be thankful. Is this encouraging anybody? I want to follow all of you to lunch today. If you go out to lunch, see how kind you are to people. Go, man, I'm thankful. You know what I learned a long time ago? If I'm thankful, when I go to my most dreaded place, I'm grateful for what they have. I'm thankful. I am. I don't like the, the place, the experience, what it does when I go to Walmart. I enjoy Costco and Sam's, but Walmart, I just, I just kind of freak out and people are kind of rude to me and I want to be rude back, but I learned a long time ago, if I'm kind to the people in Walmart, 99 times out of 100, they smile back, they're gracious, and they're going, dude, what are you drinking? Because I can tell people, like, a lot of times they don't want to be there either and I don't want to be there. <laughs> it's mutual. But I'm grateful for what they have. I mean, have you ever, been, you ever been to Walmart and we were in a hurricane season or something they were running out of supplies? And then you're like, dude, I love Walmart when they have stuff. It's a great place. I, I don't want to beat up on Walmart. Man, a lot of people work there. Maybe you work there. That's awesome. If you work there, tell me what department you're in. I'll come see you. I'll come encourage you because you're probably not going to get encouraged working there, okay? Number two, serving blesses the person you're serving and it fills you with joy. It blesses that person. I mean, don't you want to be a, a blessing? Listen to Romans 12, 11. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I, I like that concept. Lord, when I serve, I bless somebody. I pray when I serve the Word of God to you that you're blessed in your soul. I pray that when you serve here in the community, you bless somebody. You bless somebody with your, your kindness, with your tenderness, with your compassion, with your words, with your gifts, with your listening. You know, 
with the death of this little boy, Jamari. I, I don't know him. I've, I've just been learning about his story, but I'm thinking the little boy grew hopeless. And it just shows me that people walk around every day that we know or we think we know, and they're hurting. We need to serve them. We need to bless them. Serving makes the world a better place. Number three, serving non-Christians opens them up to Jesus Christ. I just think when we serve well, we serve with joy, we serve with honor, we serve with dignity. Listen to Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace seasoned with salt so that then you may know how to answer everyone. Lord, somehow let our lives make a difference. The fourth one, serving honors God and helps us get our priorities right. I like that. It helps me get my priorities right when I serve. Because when I don't serve, I've shrunk back to selfishness. I've sunk back to fleshliness. I've sunk back to my way and not his way. But when I serve, when you serve, it makes a difference. And I'm watching all these situations across the globe and across america and people are coming in and they're serving and they're loving and some are being the hands and feet of jesus they're intentional about their faith and some are just serving because they know it's just the right thing to do but people are blessed aren't they don't you get a good feeling when you give to a cause like that or you serve somebody that has great need just it's just right the best part of america right now is the people that are giving and serving one another and the church in a lot of areas is rising up and they're setting the standard. And I'm just thinking, man, that's, that's the kind of church I want to serve. That's the kind of church I want us to be. I want to be known as that church, man. They want to serve the community, the community of Montgomery. They want to serve the needs of Pike Road. They want to serve the people of West Side. They just want to serve. 1 Peter 4.11, listen. If anyone ministers, let him do it as the ability with which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs glory and dominion forever and ever. Five. It's going to come up serving God. Look at point five. Serving God on Sunday is a big party, and it refreshes you to serve the world. I meant to say serving God is a weekly party. This is a party. This is a celebration on Sunday morning. You're saying, I thought it was a dirge. No. Man, I've seen you. You've laughed this morning. You've smiled. Some of you spoke to somebody when you came. It's the first person you spoke to in all day. And you're married. I mean, that's another problem, okay? But man, it's, it's a celebration of the goodness of the Father. How many of you believe God is good and He is gracious and He is wonderful? And this is a celebration of the... We used to call this celebration services. I don't know why we don't anymore. I want to celebrate the, good, the goodness of God. Every time I look at Gloria, I'm standing back there in the back and I see a hand go up reaching to her father and I go, God, you're good. We sang a brand new song today, didn't we? The second song. It ministered to you, Gloria. And I wasn't even standing by. I could tell from the back. I, I saw her presence change. I saw the words on the screen. I saw what it did to my heart, what it did to your heart. That's why I'm glad. I'm glad we don't have hymnals, aren't you? I mean, I'm getting a little blind as I get older. I like the words being big. Don't you like big words? I mean, right now, if I had to go back to traditional church and they go, and turn to your hymnal. Some of you go, what is a hymnal? Okay, that's fair enough. Small print book with lots of words in it. I like it bigger than life. Don't you? Serving God is a weekly celebration. Invite somebody to the celebration with you. Man, it's, it could change their life. It could feed their soul. It could encourage them. It could inspire them. It could make a difference in six. Look, serving the church is a place where you can find your true family. 
I love this point. I grew up in a home of nine Christians. I'm the first Christian in my family. When I became a follower of Jesus in 1978, I joined a church. And I got a bunch of brothers and sisters in Christ. And I got rooted in the riches of Christ and the church and His family. And I will never apologize for the church of the living Christ. I love the church. How about you? I love this church. How about you? It's relationships. It's people caring. I love it when y'all walk up and you go, what is going on in your life? Or how can I pray for you? How can I encourage you? What can I do for you? That's the church. Online, take that. Now, if you really want to know how I feel here, I'm fixing to get political about me. And I love the online church. There's a lot of good stuff. But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like flesh on flesh, is it, church? And we just touch one another and we uh, rub shoulders and we cry and we laugh and we honor one another. God, help us. Serving honors you. Here it is four decades later. I love the church more now than I did then. And I, I thought it was pretty awesome then. I love the church. Oh, I hope you love the church. But the church is saying, you love this brick and mortar and metal and bushes and grass? I like it. It's a lot of maintenance. I love the body. I love the people. Did you know if we moved from this location, we would still be the church? We're the body of Christ. Amen? The church is a body. I've got to just put that in your, in your reservoir to go. The church is a body. It's a living organism of Jesus Christ. A lot of times I think people are just like, man, the church, steeple. We don't have a steeple. What will we do with it? It looked kind of funny on this building anyway. But we got the cross, amen? Did you know this morning the cross had a little conflict? Kevin came to me and said, none of the lights will work. LEDs are dead. The cross is dark. Before I knew it, he got creative. He put can lights on it and the cross is lit up. Hey, the cross is always going to shine, isn't it, church? Do you attach yourself to the cross? What are you attaching yourself to? I don't know. I hope, I hope it's Christ. He cares for us. It's a big cycle. Knowing, being known. That's one of the things I see about the church. You get known. Some people don't like that. Our church is small and intimate. And when you come in, you're going to be found out. People are going to know that you're here or not here. I love that. I've spoken to masses of people. The biggest masses I ever spoke to was like 8,000. Two weekends of 4,000 students and leaders in Gatlinburg. I saw the Spirit of God move, but I left those two weekends in Gatlinburg, and I told Donna when I got home, I said, it was an awesome opportunity. I said, but it was weird. I said, I was so far back, and this was like in the 90s, and they had all these screens and monitors through the Gatlinburg Convention Center, and it was just a sea of people, and it was wonderful, and they were teenagers, and they were youthfulness, and about 1,500 in two weekends committed their lives to Jesus Christ. It was an incredible move of the Holy Spirit. But you know what I missed? I miss relationships, and I walk up, and I go, Don, how's your arm, man? How's that shoulder doing? Who's Don? He's my new brother in Christ. Just had major surgery. Chuck, how you doing? I fired Coach Malzone this morning. Hey, how, 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 how are you doing? Man, I need prayer. This morning, I was walking around. I thought I must have had a sign that said, Ask Pastor for Prayer. Everybody I ran into go, could you pray for me? Could you pray for this? Could you pray for this? I'm going, huh? Is that your second cousin related to your third father on the other side? Okay, I got it now. I mean, dude, you know, you're working with limited capacity here already, okay? But you know what I love? It, it, it told me somebody 
All of you believe it. This is a place that makes a difference for Christ. And this is a place of holiness unto the Lord. Amen? Man, I'm passionate about this. I'm hoping you're getting inspired. Man, I'm getting inspired. And we're fixing to go home. And somebody's going, praise the Lord. Serving the church is a, is a true family. Galatians 5.13. Oh, i got to get it in my notes. It's not going to come up. I point to the screen, and I don't think, if it comes up, it'll be a miracle, okay? Let me find it here. i got it right here in my notes. I got so excited, I got ahead of myself. All right, you ready? I never do this, but today I just kind of got off script and excited about being here. Here it is. Ready? This verse. Write it down. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Apostle Paul addressing us. You, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Read it again. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The word of Jesus today is, go and serve the world. And let your light so shine that they might glorify your Father who is in heaven. Man, that's a good word for any church. That's the word for the people of God today. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the cross. Have you embraced Christ? Do you know Jesus? Oh, I hope you do. Let us know. Come, we'd love to have a conversation with you about following this awesome Savior. Let's pray. Lord, we are grateful for this morning and for friends that have gathered today to learn and to serve and to be encouraged and to find fellowship with each other. Father, thank you for your word that we talked about two weeks ago that is so alive and living and brings change to our life. Make us people that love your word, but more than we love scripture, we love to obey you. We love to hear your voice. May we hear your voice, Father. Speak. Speak clearly and give us ears to hear. I like what Samuel said. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Make us people today that would be eager to hear. Slow to speak, but quick to listen. And then quick to serve. God, mount up armies of people here that will serve this community and beyond till you come again. Bless our sister in Christ, Becky, as she ministers into so many young lives, Father, in another state, and as she takes people around the world, God, use her. Thank you that we get to partner with her. What, where she sows, we sow is ascending church. You're a great God. We bless your name in Jesus. Amen.